There's power in the name of. There's healing in the name of. There's salvation in the name of. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Nkefu of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Nkefu is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now... Here's today's message. Now, this is Satan. Jesus said to Peter, he said, Simon, Simon. He said, Satan. Eh? Has desired to have you. And to sift you as wheat. What Jesus was saying is that you know when you take wheat you have to put it into a special machine. Then you get the power you create the yes, the grain that is used to do different things. So it's like Satan's aim is to put you into a machine and crush you and break your bones and break your brain and break your heart and break your limbs and destroy you. Every person here, I want you to know that Satan's aim for you is to kill you. It's to destroy you. And to steal from you the potential that is in you. Jesus said in John chapter 10 and verse 10, He said, The thief cometh not but to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Hallelujah. You should count yourself very, very blessed that Jesus has saved you. I appreciate Jesus for that. sitting down here. Satan wants to kill you. Satan wants to destroy you. Satan wants to steal from you the gift. Everybody here, you have a gift. Some of you, uh, you can speak to people nicely. Some of you can sing. Some of you can preach. 
Some of you can teach. Some of you are different types of gifts. And Satan wants to steal that from you. Amen. How many of you understand that? Isaac was looking at a 21-year-old boy. And I'm, 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 so I said to the Lord, give me wisdom to help him. Give me wisdom to help him. He has been to different places. He can't help him. So, this is what Satan wanted and he still wants. Are you getting that? But Jesus has another plan for you. His plan for you is in Matthew chapter 4. In this 18 and 19. Matthew chapter 4. Alright, now please everybody sit up. Nobody should sleep as I'm preaching. Including pastors. Otherwise, I'll take you out. I'll ask you to leave the hall. If I see you sleeping as I'm preaching, I'll ask you to leave the hall. And Jesus, Matthew chapter 4, verse 18, And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Hallelujah. Father, come to me. Follow me. Listen. As Satan is trying as Satan is planning to destroy you. You understand it? Eh? As Satan is trying to destroy you, Jesus has a plan for you. His plan is to make you a fisher of men. Somebody through whom, by whom, he will save men and women who are on their way to hell. When Peter walked with Jesus for three years, he was transformed from a fisherman to a fisher of fish. He was transformed from a fisher of fish to a fisher of sinners. 
you are going to become a fisher of men. Yes. You. You. Yeah. Satan has failed. I said, as far as you are concerned, Satan is disappointed. It is too late. Because God is going to use you powerfully. Look at the right hand and say, God is going to use me powerfully. Now, the first time Peter preached, 3,000 people were saved. Yeah. Very soon you are going to begin to preach and to teach. And God is going to use you. Through your preaching and teaching, 10 people will be saved. 50 people will be saved. 300 people will be saved. 500 people will be saved. 1,000 people will be saved. 3,000 people will be saved. 5,000 people will be saved. 10,000 people will be saved. 50,000 people will be saved. 100,000 people will be saved. Through you, through you. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. I said I'm talking about you. Shoo, shoo, shoo. You know our bishop, the presiding bishop, he's also an evangelist. Alright? Yeah. When he stand at the crusade ground, 50,000 people gather. 100,000 people gather. Even 500,000 people, half a million people, have gathered one night before. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Wow. Listen down. Look. Today. Listen. In your life, you have a choice to make. By the time we leave here, God will tomorrow. You should decide whose side you are. Either you want to be in the well for Satan to destroy you, or you are going to follow Jesus to make you a fisher of men. You have chosen already. Have you chosen already? You don't want to wait till tomorrow. You have chosen already. You have chosen now. You have chosen now. I've 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 chosen now. To follow Jesus. I've chosen now. To be a fisher of men. Actually. It is very important that you are chosen now. Because tomorrow you may not live.
Sit down. One day, a preacher went to a secondary school. Are you here? He went to a secondary school. And when he went to the secondary school, when he went to the secondary school, he preached. And many people gave their life to Christ. But there was a lady there. There was a lady. A girl. She really wanted to give her life to Christ. She was very convicted. But she said, she said, she said, let me go home for the holidays. And when I come back, I'll give my life to Christ. Have you chosen? I've chosen now. I've chosen now. I've chosen now. I've chosen now. Message that you have preached that I should give my life to Christ. But I'm a young person. She was a girl. I have a boyfriend. So let me go and enjoy him and enjoy for the last time. I want him to hold me. Oh, baby. I sit. Oh. Jesus was saying, Give me your life now. She said, After the holidays. When she went for the holidays, there was a party. And during the party, an accident happened. She died. She died. The Bible says, what is your life? Listen to me. Listen to me. Now, the dancing starts, you should be ready because I'm going to wait. I'm going to give a break. And we are going to go to the Valley Hall. A bigger place. Alright. Now. That is why I am saying that. As the Lord is training you to become an area fellowship shepherd. Some of you, the potential shepherds, some of you are doing area fellowships already, is that not it? 
Can I see how many potential servants have been in your place already? Yes. Okay. You cannot say tomorrow. There's a song like this. I don't know how to sing it. Tomorrow. There's a song like that. Eh? Tomorrow. There's a song like that. Eh? Amen. That is why I am saying that this little meeting we are having here is the beginning of your great servant of Jesus Christ. You are going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, when you follow the Lord, his promise is that all these other things shall be added unto you. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. All these other things. You cannot serve the Lord without the Lord blessing you. You see, many people are seeking for blessings. They are seeking for good health. They are seeking for prosperity. To travel. To build houses. To marry. To have children. To do well. What they don't know is that it is the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich. Come with me to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 20, 23. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 23. The blessing of the Lord it maketh rich. And he added no sorrow of it. Now, look at me. How many of you want to be rich? You want to be rich? Now, this scripture is showing us how riches come by. Okay, it says, The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. It is the blessing of the Lord. Okay, the ESV says the blessing of the Lord makes rich. The NIV says the blessing of the Lord brings wealth. Look, it is God that can bless you for you to become rich. It is the blessing of the Lord. It is the blessing of the Lord. It is the blessing. Not the blessing of a man. No. Last January, there was a change in government. There's a new government now. So all the, 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 the old people, the ministers of state, parliamentarians, people who were, used to be on the boards, you know, on all, all those people, 
their blessings were linked with the four years or the eight years that the NDC government was in place. Now, if you were chief executive, if you were um, if you were you were you were a minister, a deputy, whatever, that government is gone. So that source of your blessing is gone. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Your father has a good heart. So he's going to help you. Your mother is going to help you. Your teacher, your employer, your pastor, everybody. But none of them have the ability and the power to give you the true riches and the blessings that you should have. I've told you many times about myself. There is no, look, there is no link. There's no link between where I've come from and where I stand. You see, I am very blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I don't know which office in Ghana I cannot enter. No. That is not the blessing of my mother, my father, my uncle. It is called the blessing. Please sit up here. It's called the blessing of the Lord. How many of you want the blessing of the Lord? Now, that blessing of the Lord, it comes on people who serve the Lord. Numbers, Numbers chapter 1. You know the scripture. And you shall serve the Lord. That is Numbers chapter 1. Eh? Hey. Number 25. Sorry. Numbers. 23, 25, yes. Exodus, Exodus. Exodus 23. Listen. Listen. Exodus chapter 23 and verse 25. 
open to it. Have you opened? Opened. He says, and ye shall serve the Lord your God. How many of you want to serve the Lord of God? Okay. This our little meeting, you can call it ready to serve the Lord. Ready, I am ready to serve the Lord. I am ready to serve the Lord. And ye shall serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take the sickness away from the midst of thee. And ye shall serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. And he shall serve the Lord, and he will do what? And he will do what? He shall what? Bless. Watch, there are two parts. He shall serve the Lord and he shall bless. There are two people involved in this scripture. There are two people. The first person is a human being. The second person is who? God. And God says, I have some blessings that I want to bless some people with. But I'm waiting for them to serve me. Look, everybody here, you see, most of you are very poor. Most of you are very poor. And it's not your fault. Your mother is poor. Your father is poor. Your, I mean, relatives, the home where you are. Yes, honey. There's poverty. Okay? There's poverty. But from today. From today. It is minus you. You will not be poor. You will not lack. I say you will not be poor. You didn't hear me. I said, you, you, you will not be poor. You will not be poor. Yeah. Why? Because, and ye shall serve the Lord, and he shall bless. And remember Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. Sit down. Look. Look. This meeting. This meeting. You can call it a prosperity seminar. 
You can call it a prosperity seminar. God has brought you here to show you how you can prosper. How you, be, you become a different. Stand up. How you? How old are you? 16 years. 16 years. How you? In the next 20 years. When you are 36. Listen, listen. How this one? In the next 20 years. Eh? The next 20 years. This one. He'll be living in his own house. Or even houses. Driving his own car. Married with children. Traveling to America and come back. Do you understand it? What can transform? Where do you live? Polygon. Polygon. Is your mother rich? No. Is your father rich? No. Do you have any rich person in your family? Yes. Very rich. Who is that? My aunt. Your aunt. Your aunt. So his riches are for you? No. Her riches. What can make this my brother? Who is at Collegon? Do you have your own room? No. How many of you are in a room? Five. Five. Fight. You have to struggle to put your head somewhere. My brother, the blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord. You see it. The blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord. It make it rich. And he added no soul. And ye shall serve the Lord thy God. And he shall bless. Is it a good policy? I said, is it a good policy? Sit up. Listen, all throughout the Bible, all throughout the Bible, the people who served the Lord were blessed. Yeah. Adam. God created the whole world, the garden of animals, trees, plants, herbs, everything. And gave it to only one person. Only one person. Yeah. Only one person. He told, he said, have dominion over it. Another person who said, hello, 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 hello. No side talking, please. I'm preaching. Another person who had had, who served the Lord was Abraham. Abraham. Yeah. God called him. And God told him, leave everybody. Leave everything and come and follow me. Yeah. And that's what he did. 
Now look at Genesis chapter 13. Just a few in the Bible school. Your friends are laughing at you. Your senior brothers, your younger brothers, working at the banks, are telling you, why are you wasting your time? And all that. But the word of God said, You and ye shall serve the Lord and He. Watch and see. Those of you who will be serious, those of you who will be serious with God. You know, in 2009, 2009, 2010, I sent a graduate of this school to a town near the Ivy Coast border. Yeah. And I told him, go there. So he went. A few days later, I called him. I said, where are you? He said, I'm in Accra. I said, what are you doing in Accra? And I realized that he had run away from the place. He was given an excuse. He said, accommodations are okay. My father, my junior father is there. I'm going to call him to give you accommodation. So I called my junior father. I said, give him accommodation. Help him. My own junior father. They helped him. When he went there, there was nothing there. There was nothing there. I said, stay there. Now, as he has been there, number one, suddenly, the NDC government made the place a district capital. And after some time, sent and hospital there. Different things. The road from the next main town, Enchi, to that place is 31 miles. That's it. As he was there, they then brought contractors to tie the road. Do you understand? Today, I visited him, I think, in December. Alright? He has built a good congregation. He has a church building that is root. And then he said, Bishop, follow me. And I followed him to a house. Four bedroom house. And he said, Bishop, this is my house. This is my house. This is my house. This is my wife, my two children. The wife pounded food with nice acantialized soup. And I sat down there in his house. Now listen. Then he told me how he built his house. Where he, the land that he bought, the land that he bought, he had all the sand from that land. Wow. 
the sand for the building. He did the blocks himself. He took all the sand, not only the sand, the stones, the chippings for the building from his land. He said, God sent him to a place that looked like a desert. But he said, I will make a way in the desert. It is God that causes the desert to flourish. Your life is going to flourish in the name of Jesus. I said, you are going to flourish as you stand alone. And the money, the marriage, the husband, the wife, the cars, the building, the travel. Travel. Look, I can travel to America tonight. Tonight, as I'm here. In fact, I'll not even pass the house. I'll not pass the house. I will not pass the house. I will just tell them they should bring my passport. They should meet me with my passport at the end. <laughs> me. Since the age of 22. Wait. 22. Which is the age of many of you here? Alright? Okay? I'm 55 now. Which is 23 years. It's God that has looked after me. It's not. It's true. I've not had an uncle, a mother, a father. You know, get this. No. It's a lot. No. It's a lot. I have been serving the Lord since I came. I've been preaching, teaching, winning souls, helping in churches, building churches, visiting since 22. And the scripture that we have read, and you shall serve the Lord, and it shall be It has happened. It has happened. And the blessing upon me is affecting my children. My son became a doctor when he was 22 years. I became a doctor when I was 29. He became a doctor when he was 22. This one, she's 22. She's there for one year. She'll be a lawyer. So she'll be a lawyer at 23. Bless you, beer. Say, God, He can bless me, beer. Amen. So that is why God has brought you here. All those who didn't come, you better during the break send them WhatsApp and say, Listen, listen, you, you need to 
whatever it is, you need to run it. You see, I have the same feeling for this meeting that like the meeting that we had in 2009. Yeah. Most of those people are still in church. Yeah. Some of them didn't have much education. They've gone to school, gone to college, who have gone to university. Or different people. Marriage and all that. So listen. Instead of you allowing Satan to let you go and sleep with a foolish boy and impregnate you, you are 18 years, you are sitting here, 16 years, 20 years, 22, 24. A girl going to follow a foolish boy going to impregnate you and tell you to go and abort. And then you go and abort and you die. Alright. You are telling the Lord, I've chosen you. I've chosen you. I've chosen you. When? I've chosen the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Listen to me. You see, When I look at all of you, you are like Lighthouse Chapel International in 1990, 1989, 1991, Most of you when we were meeting at the Kolobu canteen, you know, the, the canteen is just along the main road. So we parked the car there. Bishop had a car. Bishop Adi had a car. A cherry, one door. Bishop Saki had a car. A ladder. Dr. George Javati had a car. I also had a car. Just a few of us. Most of the people. It is just like the early rain service and the his presence service. They are only buses and not cars. Today, when you go to Kodesh, at the car park, all kinds of cars. You see, these same people have sat in the church and God has Prospered them greatly. God has prospered them greatly. Amen. Amen. And the God that started with Bishop Dad, He has not changed. Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. If He blessed our elder brothers, He's going to bless us also. Yes. He's going to bless us also. Look, listen. Me, I have hope for all of you here. I have hope because I've seen it. I've been involved in several churches. Even our church at Sakumara. When we started. Started in a little classroom. Then under a tent. There was nothing. 
most of the people had nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the people had nothing. Amen. Today, they are blessed. They are blessed. Even the church, we were in the desert somewhere. They went to go to a glorious church. So I want to encourage everybody here. Okay? As I'm going to begin to introduce you to the work of God. And praise it with all your heart. Because it means two things. Number one, your eternal rewards. Your eternal rewards. Okay, come with me to First Peter chapter 5. But, but I was telling you about Abraham. So let's look at Abraham first before we come to. Genesis chapter 13 verse 1. And Abraham went up out of Egypt. Remind me about 1 Peter chapter 5. And Abraham went up out of Egypt. He and his wife. And all that he had. And lot with him. Unto the south. And Abraham was very rich. In cattle, in silver, and in gold. And Abraham was very rich. How do you see that? Very rich. You are going to become very rich in the name of Jesus. I said you are going to become very rich. You. You will build your own houses. You build for your mother. You build for your father. You build for your siblings. You pay goofies of many people. Cash cars. I have, I have dashed. I have dashed. I don't have dashed less than three cars. Yeah. I dashed your car. Eh? Sorry. I got a Kia Sportage. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen. People don't know that a shepherd is a very important work. People don't know. Look, mark it for me. All those of you who are going to work as a shepherd truly, you are not going to be poor. You are going to be blessed. Come with me to Proverbs chapter 27.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why is my verse that I'm looking for? Proverbs 23, eh? 27, 23. Thank you. Now, Proverbs 27. From verse 23. Watch. I'm going to show you some wonderful things. You see, I'm going to teach you a few things about how to be a shepherd and we'll go home. But before that, I want to let you know that to be a shepherd is something that from the way you go, you should, when, immediately you enter your house, you should lie down and say, Lord, thank you for thinking about me that me, you have chosen me to be a shepherd in your house. Thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks and look well to thy heads. So the Bible says, Hello, hello, please, no, no talking, no talking, I'm preaching. So the Bible says, You should be diligent, work hard to know what is happening. If you're a shepherd, you must work hard. To know what is happening to your sheep. Amen? Amen. And to look well their heads. Why? For riches are not forever. And doth the crown endure to every generation. The hay appeareth, and the tender grass showeth itself. And the herbs of the mountains are gathered. Look at verse 26. The lambs are for thy clothing. The lambs. Now, the lambs are the young sheep. And God is saying that your clothing, the ability to protect yourself, comes from the sheep, the lambs. It is true. It is true. I don't lie to you. Me, me, I don't buy clothing. I don't lie to you. I don't remember the last time I went. I don't even like shopping. I don't like shopping. I travel often. I don't like shopping. I remember uh, last year I went somewhere to go and preach. And the man of God had invited me. One of the days, he said, he's taking me for shopping. I protested. I said, look, me walking through a shop, looking, I don't like it. But he really put pressure. He really put pressure on me and took me. Then he said, choose. So I just take this. Oh, think. Look, I don't buy anything. I have shoes. Wind up. Even my son has bought me one or two shoes. My son. 
is there. Never won it. I'm sure he's really waiting for the day that I went. Plenty. Seats. I have seats in rubbish. It's hanging there. Shirts. Clothing. Do you know where they are coming from? The lambs. The lambs. The sheep. When the lambs travel or the sheep, they move around. When they are coming, they come. They say, this is clothing. This is clothing. This is clothing. This is clothing. I don't use money to buy clothing. I choose nothing. I have sheep all over the world. If I want three pairs of shoes, I just call one of the sheep. Charlie, three pairs of shoes. Even they may make it five. Listen, your clothing, your clothing is linked to your shepherdura work. No, I am not saying, look at it. Proverbs 27, 26. The lambs are for thy clothing. The lambs. Sister, sister shepherds. God will give you money to do your hair. Any hairstyle. Any hairstyle. You know? There's a sister in the white church. Now she's very big. I forgot her name. But I always remember her. She was a group of sisters that God raised up. Including the one who married and left. What was her name? One of our nine sisters married and left. Julie, Juliana. Yes. They were, they were, just, they were just little girls. Little girls. I took them to a camp like this. Yeah. She's married Clothing. If you are a good shepherd, you have sheep. You have area fellowship. You have sheep. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty sheep. You visit them. You pray for them. You come to church with them. You teach them the word of God. Continue. And you see, all the things that I'm saying, I'm not saying they are going to be rich tomorrow. That, that's what I'm saying. No. No, I am saying that as you serve the Lord, I've been serving the Lord all these years. All these years. I won't lie to you. I stood on the streets of London to share tracts. When you give it to the people, when they when they pass, they cramp it and they put in the dustbin. Yeah. I've done door to door in England. You know that this one. What do you want to Jesus Christ? They bang the door. I was, I was a little, I was a little, I was 22, 23 years. 24. Like you. If we strike the average age here, it will be maybe 24, 25. 
That's the average age. That's the best. So when I was that age, that is why I don't use money to buy clothing. No. Because the lambs are for thy clothing. God will give you something to wear. You never like, you will not lack shoes, shirts, skirts. You will not. God will provide for you. God will provide for you. God will provide for you. I, I remember when I was going to Sesame School. I was very poor. Do you know what is called Pumcho? Never. I was never brought home. God bless my. We used to have small boys that we call. How, how do you call them? Juniors? No, not son. We didn't, we didn't say son. No, junior. I was in, I was in sixth form. Small boy. They normally sleep under, under here. You are on top. And then they said, they clean your sandals, you know. God looked at my poverty and brought me this small boy who when he was coming to school, his top bus was full of milk, sardines, and I ate with him fully. God, he can take care of you. May God take care of you. I said, may God take care of you. Some of you, every time they are sucking from school fees, now that you are about to become a shepherd, you watch and see. You watch and see. They will never suck you. Every time, somehow, about three days or one day, two days before they suck you, somebody will provide money for you. This is the voice of God to you. God is telling you, I want to choose you for you to serve me to give you a good life. You should choose it. You should choose it. There's a scripture, I think, in Micah chapter 6. Eh? Come. Okay, there's one in the tournament. The tournament, chapter 30, verse 19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, 
choose life. That both thou and thy seed may live. Today, God is setting before you eh, life and death, blessing and cursing. And God says, choose life. And life is in Jesus. In him was life. And the life was the life of men. Listen. The days that you used to just come to church because your shepherds used to come to wake you up and bath you, iron your clothing, polish your shoe, drag you. Some of you, as they were dragging you, you were like, you were like a, a, a stubborn boy who didn't want to go to school. You see, you saw them. It's over. It's over. Today, God is saying, eh, choose life. Or choose cancer. Or choose death. Wow. I hear you are going home. Now, Micah chapter 6 and verse 8. Micah chapter 6 and verse 8. I need a. Ah, yeah, we can charge here. Lord, I can't put my phone on. Charge. Mark chapter 6 and verse 8. Watch. He has showed thee, O man, what is good. And what doth the Lord require of thee? But to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. He has shown thee, O man, what is good. Amen? The NIV says, He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? Today, God is showing what he requires of you. Stand up, my brother. What's your name? Jeffrey, you are how old? Even though you are 16, God is showing you that he wants to use you. He wants to use you in our white church. In our white church. Sometimes you get a 16-year-old boy, 18-year-old boy, coming to church in an urban bus with 15 people, 20 people. Yes. Yes. You see, because even though you are 16, you can be such a bad 16-year-old boy who can control 30 other young 16-year-olds in the, in the area. In the same way, God is now going to use you, not as a bad 16-year-old, but as an anointed I feel God is going to anoint this young man. As an anointed young man in the community who will be going to the area and tell the people, don't smoke again, don't go to cinema again, don't drink away, don't forget away. Come, let's go to church. Sit in the bus, we are going to church. Sit in the bus, we are going to church. Sit in the bus, we are going to church. Sit in the bus, we are going to church. Sit 
sit in the bus, you are going to church. Sit in the bus, you are going to church. God is going to use you. And that is what God requires of you. I said that is what God requires of you. Sit down. Amen. Wow. Abraham said the Lord was very rich. Adam said the Lord was very rich. Isaac. Isaac said the Lord. He was very rich. Jacob said the Lord. He was very rich. Joseph said the Lord. He was very rich. Amen. Amen. From today, God is showing you how your future is going to be. But you have to choose. Deuteronomy 30, 19, you have to choose. Micah 6, 8, he has shown you. He has shown you. How many of you are going to choose God? How many of you are going to serve the Lord? Stand to your feet and lift up your hands and tell the Lord, use me. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Now let's go back to Proverbs 27. Verse 26. Verse 26. How many of you know that Satan is disappointed? Because God has taken over your life. His mind about you will never come to pass. To kill you, to destroy you. No. You are going to be anointed to serve the Lord. You are going to preach the word of Jesus. Through you, many are going to be saved. The gift of God in you is going to come out. I said, it's going to be come out. Satan's plan to kill you, to get you mad, to get you in the name of Jesus. Now, so, so, 
Now, are you sweating for Jesus? Yeah. Some of you used to go to some nightclub and sweat. Uh, eh? Reverend Richard, yeah. And they smoke and the place is hot. For Satan. For Satan. But here, the place is hot. Hot for Jesus. For Jesus. This is how we wanted to be. Hallelujah. Now listen. So, the lambs, Proverbs 27, 26, the lambs are for thy clothing. What this? And the goats are the price of the field. God is saying not only through shepherding, you'll be blessed, wear nice clothing, be protected, but through the goat and the sheep, you will have the money to be able to buy the land. Your ability to have land, build houses on earth, God has connected it to your shepherd. And even house. I have been shepherding since I was 20. Shepherding. Yeah. Yeah. I've been shepherding. When I started working at Columbia, as a doctor, my first pay was seven Ghana to be situated. A doctor, how many of you cannot think so far? Yeah. No, a doctor. Recently, they paid, when they paid my son's first salary, he brought it to me. That, oh, his first salary, I mean, he's going to go to as he said. I asked him how much. What did he say? I said, Charlie, you are a very rich man. So when I calculate the rare the guy is very rich man. Me, seven Ghana cities. Then they increase it to nine cities. Then one day they told us that the salary has been increased by now they are very well, 15 Ghana cities. I was in Kolebu for six years. Alright, I, I left, when I left, my salary was 35 Ghana cities. You tell me, what can you do 35 Ghana cities? Eh? Prepaid. But today, today, God has blessed me. Not too many steps. Shepherd. 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 The goats, look at it. The goats. The goats 
and the goats are the price of the field. Through shepherding, God will give you enough money to buy land. Land. Even people will bless you with land. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Last year, last, last year, last two years. Where is Pastor Philip? Last two years, I was there when somebody called me. Last two years. I dashed you land. Then last year, you know, he called me again. I've dashed you land. Four plots. Yeah. Recently, I visited that land. And then somebody said that he has two plots by my land. He wants to sell it. I said, we should negotiate. When the person who does bring the land came there, he said, if Bishop wants this land, I am moving this person from here to another place. I'm adding this to Bishop's land. Oh, you don't understand. The goods are the price of thy sales. When you are coming to church, one of the struggles is which car should you drive? Is there a four wheel drive or a saloon? And the saloon, which one? Audi, BM, Watch, Toyota, which one? Even there will be a fight between you and your wife because your, your wife wants to drive the BM, and so today let's use the Benz. I'm talking about you. Listen. Listen. God, God said, God said, God said to David. God said to David. Alright? God said to David. Need more, need more chairs? Alright? God said to David. Listen. God said to David. Come, let me show you that scripture. We'll come back to this. Are you ready for more scriptures? Are we sweating for Jesus? Are you here? You, are, you have gone home already. Sit down. Second Samuel chapter seven. Second Samuel chapter seven, verse eight. Alright. Now, do you love it? Second Samuel chapter 7 and verse 8. Now, therefore, listen to this all. So shall thou say unto my servant David. Thou said a lot of hosts. Watch this. I took thee from the sheep court, from following the sheep to be ruler over my people, over Israel. Are you good to see you? 
Then I said that, now then tell my servant David, this is what the Lord Almighty says, I took you from the pasture, from tending the flock, and appointed you ruler over my people Israel. You see, now David was blessed. And God was reminding him, David, from whence he took him. He said, I took you from among the sheep. Do you remember when Prophet Samuel was asked by God to go and anoint a king in the house of Jesse? David was not invited. And the prophet said, Are these all your children? He said, There's only one. He's looking after the flock. When he appeared, he was dirty, he was smelling. Do you understand it? Eh? There was nothing to be desired of him. But watch this. Among all his brothers, Eliab, Abinadab, Shama, all of them, he was the only one who was looking after the flock. And the anointing to be the king was put on the one who was looking after the sheep. It is people who look after sheep that are anointed to become great. Yeah. Listen. Today, you may be nothing. When they are calling for family meeting, they don't invite you. Not much education. You haven't traveled anywhere. Every day when we ask you, where did you go say I travel? Where? From I Choco to Labadi. Never gone anywhere before. So listen, God was reminding David from whence he had took him. Listen to me. It doesn't matter where you are today. Serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. Preach Jesus Christ. Love the sheep of God. Gather the sheep. The sheep will be your clothing. The, the goats will be the price of thy field. There is no explanation for my life. There is no explanation for my life. I have just been looking after sheep. I told you my salary in Colombia when I was living. Was 35 Ghana cities. This is 1997. God has great things for your life. God has great things for your life. And I'm happy that you are young and full of energy. And instead of using that energy to fool around, for Satan to destroy you, you are going to use it to serve the Lord. Yeah. When we start the new area fellowships, 
You. Your shepherd used to come to bath you before you came to church. And iron your clothing. 5 a.m. Now it is your turn. You, 5 a.m., you'll be dressed. You go to your ship and say, Charlie, you can't sleep. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. How, how many of you, your shepherd, came to carry you before? He came to carry you before. Let me see your hand. Yeah. And even you are annoying. But now the bath is going to come. And you, you now. Hey, as you are entering the bath, when you look behind you, your five sheep, your eight sheep, your ten sheep, your twenty sheep will be following you into the bath. And he shall serve the Lord and he shall bless. Wow. Wow. Do you love it? Is it a good policy? Is it a good policy to serve the Lord? Hallelujah. Amen. Back to Proverbs chapter 27. Do you love it? Verse 27. Verse 27. You have plenty of goat's milk to feed your family. I like the King James. And thou shalt have goat's milk enough for thy food. Enough for thy food. Listen. Through serving the Lord, you will not be hungry. It was David who said, I was young, and now I am old. And he said, never have I seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. You will never beg for bread again. No. Look, I was telling you when I was in uh, secondary school, Nobody brought me home to. Never. Hey. In 1983, 81, President Rawlings staged a coup in Ghana and there was no food. We used to have what is called Rawlings chains. Everybody's color bone. You grew, you lost so much weight that your color bone stood out. That was rolling chain. Now, do you know the best food that was in Ghana? Uh, no. Uh, coconut. The hard one. Akbenato. Huh? Akbenato. Hey! That's what we had. I'm telling you. I used to feel so hungry. Yeah. I could walk for a long time. No food. I forced my way to patch with some people. 
so that when they give them food, I'll get food. But I can tell you that food is not a problem. The problem now is that I envy my children for the way they eat. I cannot eat. I cannot eat. They, they give me food. I just, one or two, I'm finished. And I look at them. Listen, your story is like my story. But the same God that has lifted me up, as I've said him, he will lift you up also. So you have enough food for your for your children, your children, children, your friends, your friends, friends. Across the world, do you know their desire? Bishop, come and be with us for the holidays where there is America Australia, UK. Please, people are scrambling. Come, bring the whole family. Oh, how many of you are going to serve the Lord? Let me see your hand. Are you going to serve the Lord? Yeah. It's a great thing to serve the Lord. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. It is a Recently, recently I was with the Archbishop. Listen, listen, and and I told him, I said, Papa, the Lord has really lifted you up. Before the new President of America was in the greatest, there was. Uh, 
a service where a few people were invited. And he was there praying for the president, incoming president of America. And I was saying, Papa, God has really lifted you up. You see, the question I want to ask you is that white people, they don't respect black people. If you don't know, it's because you are not traveling. What will let the president of America? They call, they call themselves the most powerful people on earth. Invite a preacher from Africa. Eh? How many of you realize that? It can only be the promotion and the blessing of God. And so I was telling Archbishop, I said, Papa, God has lifted you up. God has lifted you up. God is going to lift you up. I said, God is going to lift you up. From, from Choco, from Mampobi, from Latopia Koshi, Duifei, Kwasiman, Jamestown, Osu. Russia. Eh? Where, where? A papa. Where? A daddy. Where? Fubu. Where? A blacker. From there, God is going to lift you up. I said, God. He's the lifter of my I, I said, I said, Papa, God has promoted you too much. Too much. Too much. A man that the, the president called him Papa. I'm trying to explain to you. Like David. God is going to lift you up. If you serve him. If you serve him. How many of you will serve him? Will you serve him? Will you serve him? When? 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 Now? Tomorrow? Two days ago? One year? Now. Yeah. And the lamps shall be your clothing. And the gold, the price of thy field. And you shall have. And thou shalt have goats not enough for thy food. Then for the food of the household. Sometimes you have food only for yourself. So when you are eating somebody, you hide the food. Do you remember you used to do that? How many of you used to do that? Yeah. I don't know how. Listen. I don't know how your secondary school is now. But at my time, when we were going to school, we used to go to Gary, Sadi, Tinapa, Sheto, and things like that. Now, listen. There were some people who didn't go to school for anything. And they came in spoon. But the spoon is big. 
So if, if you are eating your food and you invite him, and he takes one like that, you are dead. Okay. Uh, he, he's one of them. Eh? Listen. So such people, when you were eating, you saw them coming. You just eat the food. You threw your mouth. Charlie, how? Charlie, how? Charlie, how? Charlie, how? Yeah. But true shepherding, God is saying you have food enough. You have some for your household. Amen. You have some for your household. Mm? And for the maintenance for thy maidens. Your maidens are the helpers in the house. My helpers in my house, they eat. Enough. When you see that, you see that. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Isn't that great thing to serve the Lord? How many of you are going to serve the Lord? Are you going to become a shepherd? It's such a blessing. Seek ye first. The kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And all these things shall be added. Clap your hands, stand to your feet. Lift up your hands. Thank God for the opportunity to sing. Thank God for the opportunity to sing. Shalim Oho Kada. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. area fellowship. How to start an area fellowship. Amen. Alright. Now, all our new area fellowships are going to start today, so eh? first Saturday of June. First Saturday of June. All our new area fellowships, about 100 of them, is that not it? Amen. Have you paired yourself already? Good. So, young boy, young boy, young girl, young girl, adult, adult, you pair. Amen. You bear fruit after your kind. Hallelujah. Now, so how are you going to start an area? Fellowship. How? Number one, you must win souls. You must win souls. You must win souls. Second Timothy chapter four and verse five. Second Timothy chapter four and verse five. Now 
I'm going to read this scripture. Then I'm going to give you 10 minutes. We will break. Is that a good idea? Or you to use the washroom, you know. Don't go far. Okay, just 10 minutes. All right. I'm going to I'm going to teach you how to do person to person evangelism. Person to person evangelism. You understand? Because that's how you are going to start your area fellowship. You are going to go to your area. Stand up, my brother. You are in which area? Tanishi where? So that's where you are going to start your area fellowship. Good. You are going to go around. Go around. House to house. Kiosk to kiosk. Street by street. Door to door. Lotto kiosk by lotto kiosk. Watch seller by watch seller. Footballer to footballer. Damn people who are playing. That's what I'm going to go around. And you are going to witness to them about Jesus. And win them to start your real fellowship. How do you do that? It's what I'm going to teach you. Yeah. Huh? Do you love it? Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 5. But watch thou in all things. Endure affliction. Thank you. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. Now, Paul was speaking to Timothy, a pastor. And he said, even though you're a pastor, you must do the work of an evangelist. So winning is for every Christian. You see, one of the tragedies in the church today is that Christians don't know how to do so many anymore. That is why in our churches, when you do an altar call, there's nobody. Nobody. But the reason why we are Christians first and foremost, I told you, when Jesus met Peter, he was a fisherman, but he said, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. So every Christian is first and foremost a soul winner, just like Jesus. When they asked Jesus, so you are told, why did you leave heaven to come? He told them, Luke chapter 19 verse 10, said, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save them that are lost. Amen? So every Christian, the validity of your Christianity, what makes you a Christian is the fact that after you are born again, you are a soul. Let me give you this story, then we'll go and break. There's a prophet of God called Rejoiner. Great prophet of God. He's one of the people who predicted that Donald Trump would become the president of America. Yeah. Now, he's written many, many books. One of those books, a very popular one, is called The Final Quest, which Bishop has been recommending over the years to all of us. So I'm recommending it to you, The Final Quest. Now, it was visions that he had, and in those visions, the Lord took him to heaven. And in one of the chapters, I think chapter 4 or so, it's called The White Throne Judgment. The White Throne Judgment. 
So he saw, as, as he entered, he saw the throne of God. And Jesus sitting down with some people sitting on the throne. And he met different groups of people. Especially pastors who had gone to heaven. And he started talking to them. But one of the first group of people that he met, they called themselves, listen to this, they called themselves, when he asked them, why are you here? He said, we are here because we are the foolish virgins. Everybody say foolish virgins. And where they were, it was like the entrance to heaven. It was like we are in heaven, but yele yele, are you there? I get what I'm saying. Yeah. They were in the uttermost part of heaven compared to the people who were closer to the throne. So he asked them, listen, he asked them, why are you here? Then they explained. They said, we are the foolish virgins. He said, why are you the foolish virgins? Then they explained, said, we are the ones that after we were saved, we lived And we did not live for Jesus. We did not win souls. We did not look for sins. We enjoyed life. We built houses for ourselves. We, we did everything for ourselves. We never witnessed to anybody. So as we have come to heaven, we don't have even one soul. And therefore, God has charged us and placed us in this place. The foolish virgins. You must not be a foolish virgin. In that same vision, he saw a man. He was called Angelo. Everybody say Angelo. Now, immediately he saw the man, he recognized him. The man used to be a beggar on the streets that this prophet Jonah knew. Angel. And, and he knew that the, the, the beggar had died. But to his surprise, he saw Angelo sitting on one of the highest thrones near Jesus Christ. Remember these two groups of people, the foolish virgins and Angelo. So he asked the Lord, I, I knew Angelo. He was a beggar. How come he seated here? How come? And then the Lord told him, I gave him the grace to witness the only one person. And the person got saved. And that is why he's saved. Only one person. Only one person. You see, Jesus said, What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose his very soul? And what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Listen, Christ's estimate of a soul is that the whole of the riches and the wealth and the treasures of this world cannot be compared to the salvation. So when you live in this world and you have everything, the cars, the buildings, the riches, the children, the education, 
everything, everything you have. But you don't have Christ. You go to nothing. Hallelujah. Which means that you, even if as a shepherd, you are not able to do anything, but you lead one person, one soul to Christ. You are such a great person in the eyes of God. The Bible says that every time somebody is saved, heaven rejoices. The angels in heaven, they rejoice. That is why you are going to be a soul winner. How do you do so winning? Is the subject of our discussion when we come from our short break. Is that a good idea? been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Light of the World Cathedral Collegon opposite the Collegon main gate. Please note our service times. English services early rain service 6.30am to 8.30am His Presence service 8.30am to 10.30am and Love and Faith service 10.30am to 12.30pm Other languages L'Eglise Glorious French 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gun, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant You Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek importation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.